chitter and chatter and whittle the hours away. Talk is sunny, it's funny, it really don't matter if we listen, we're doing okay. For the ones that I scorn use their voice like a horn that they never quite learned how to play. Well, I say, shut your trap, zip your lip, turn off. The tap going drip, drip, can the plan to move your mouth, put your talk on the chopping block and listen. Welcome to the Eclectic Ear Music Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Barsh. Joining me today, I have jazz singer Samantha Sidley. Welcome in. How are you doing? I'm great. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. You just released your debut solo album last year, Interior Person. Why don't you run me through what it was like getting all that going? It was honestly a dream come true. I had no idea. It kind of just, it was kind of like a dominoes kind of thing. And our George, who I work for and is a very good friend of mine, we went out to breakfast one day and she was like, I'm starting a record um, label and I want to put out your record and I didn't have any original songs yet I'm not a songwriter consider myself an interpreter and so I was like we were like let's do a um, live a live record at the same time Inara a, a good friend Alex Lilly an amazing musician as well and my wife Barbara were writing me songs to perform in my shows and so that all came together and then we were like let's just make an original record and we didn't have enough money for studio so Barb we were living at my mom's house in my childhood bedroom and she literally transformed my childhood bedroom into a studio and we did we did everything there yeah, I've seen some of the pictures that you've posted about the whole recording process. And uh, yeah, it definitely looks a little bit cramped in there. Oh, yeah, that was Barb's ha Barb has like seven sets of drums. And I, I can't believe we fit them all in there. We moved and we built our own studio now at like a garage studio. And I just like I can't believe that all that stuff was in that bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed in one of the videos that I was watching, too, it looks like you've got a uh, vibraphone in the background of the room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Barb's, um, Barb's grandfather's brother is a vibes player. And he was like, I'm selling one of these. You want to buy it? And she bought it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, when I was in high school band, I was a percussionist. And I was the only person in percussion who knew how to read sheet music. So I got to play the vibraphone and that's such a great instrument. It's such a cool instrument. Yeah, I love it. Do you have any particular instrument that you'd consider to be your favorite? I guess, it, you know, honestly, it, de it depends on the musician, I think, and what comes out of that. You know, I'm, I always fall in love with a really great pianist. Barb was the first drummer I ever was like, I think you're incredible. Yeah, I don't really have, I always love the sound of the cello. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think it's really depends on the musician. 
Yeah, I can completely understand that an instrument's really worthless unless somebody knows what they're doing with it. What were some of your earlier musical inspirations? Well, I, w- I had a pretty strict dad and he only would let me listen to like Billie Holiday and Oscar Peterson. So I, that was what I listened to a lot growing up. And I really wasn't allowed to listen to like a lot of pop, like even Prince, you know, but I did, I did secretly. But yeah, Billie Holiday, Oscar Peterson, I got really, I I'm got really into Ella Fitzgerald and Anita O'Day. I love, I love singers. I, I think like growing up, like doing jazz, like I wanted to be that person where I knew like every jazz record, but I don't, I know every vocal jazz record. <laughs> and I just that I'm, you know, I'm a simple girl. So yeah, Carmen McRae, Nina Simone, I just, I had a particular affinity for Anita O'Day and, and Ella Fitzgerald. I also loved Stevie Wonder. Um, and, and Aretha Franklin, of course, like just people, they're just, they're just virtuosic. And I call them the top ones. Like they're, you can't, they're, it's uncategorizable. They're just magic. Oh yeah. Those are some of the most amazing uh, singers ever. And you talking about Ella Fitzgerald, I tend to think about her work that she did with Louis Armstrong and with your music, I can kind of imagine you doing some sort of duo project like that. Is there any particular vocalist that you'd be interested in in uh, doing something like that? My my good friend Laura, who sings with the Foo Fighters with me, she's an amazing jazz singer. And I've always wanted to do like a cute Christmas record with her. Sweet. I'd love to do a record with Anara. I think that would be so fun. Like with a full orchestra, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, I could see that being really fun. I'm I'm really interested in working with like hip hop musicians, just to see, just because there's so much jazz influence there, but then they also have the pop element, and it's so raw and it's so real, and I feel like. I bring that to the table. I mean, if I didn't, I would just stop singing because I don't, I don't believe in being phony. I, I just, I'm just interested to see what could happen there. Like maybe it's not straight ahead swingy kind of stuff. Maybe it's something different, you know, but yeah, there's, there's been a lot of like people I've wanted to, um, I've been interested in working with. And also um, like a film, like Danny Elfman or something, I think would be just really I hear a lot of his songs and like his new song that he just came out with the happy one I just like I I would love to do something like that I think that my next record will be less cheeky I think that that like I, I put a lot of that into it because that was just the mood I'm in but I'm not in that mood so much anymore <laughs> All right, that sounds like it could be a really interesting combination. Do you have any uh, particular examples of maybe a style that you'd like to work with? Like like the film score from from Wu-Tang Clan. I forgot his name. But he does beautiful beautiful film scores and I was just like, you know, that would sound really cool with a vocal element on top, like kind of like an old 60s movie intro or like something that sounds kind of like um Mingus. Oh yeah, Mingus. Yep. That 
kind of something that sounds like that that I feel like somebody who really understands hip hop could arrange something like that and and have vocal a vocal element over it like telling a story uh, telling a story so I'm, I'm I mean like I'm really I dream about that yeah I could see that uh working out very well for you I mean for lack of a better word your style does have a somewhat of a vintage feel to it yeah so if you were able to incorporate that into what you're talking about I think that could work really well I feel like my next record is like you're getting on a train and you don't know where you're going and I want it to sound like that nice but of course that's I don't know anybody in hip-hop I don't you know but I'm the kind of person that's like I think big think like an idealist I never know what's going to happen and I feel like you never know no absolutely you gotta aim high I think that as you're uh career advances i think that you're going to make the connections and you'll be able to do whatever you want to do eventually oh you now i listened to the acapella version of somewhere over the rainbow that you put out and i think you did a great job with that and listening to people in your style my mind automatically goes to show tunes is there any particular uh show that you'd be interested in performing I would love to be on Broadway. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm just be honest, sorry, Broadway people listening. I don't love the new, newer versions of Broadway sounds, but if they ever did a throwback musical like Guys and Dolls, all that shit, Sweet Charity, that is my jam. The only problem is that I feel like Broadway people don't, they want, this very specific sound that like i said i don't like being phony i can do that sound but i will not do that sound because it will crush my soul and i just think like you know back in the day that's not how those singers sang they singing is singing is the olympics of, of talking and that's why show tunes are so fun is because you're literally just you're telling a very like specific story and i just wish that they would just let the singers just be them be themselves. When when Halloween, you know, Halloween was kind of recent. I I rewatched the um the Nightmare Be nah, yeah the Nightmare Before Christmas, and I I loved it because the singers are just they're just talking like in tune, and you hear everything, and there's no like vibrato or weird tones or yeah. I have a I have my beef when I'm in the musical theater, but. But yeah, if they ever brought back cabaret, I would love to play Sally Bowles. So, you know, that would be that would be a dream come true. And just to be able to do, I love singing for live audiences. I every performance is different. It's just it's magic. It's magical being able to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's funny when I was listening to you, I could kind of imagine you doing a uh, guys and dolls type of thing. That's what, I mean, that's one of my favorite. I have a, I had an um, idea, obviously it can't happen now, but I wanted to do a gay version of Guys and Dolls and then perform it, like rent out a um, high school auditorium and perform it at the high school auditorium. So it's kind of like we're playing the roles that we always wanted to play, but like weren't allowed to. Because first of all, most people in musical theater are gay. <laughs> Just like, you know, have um, 
Nathan, Nathan Detroit and Adelaide be two boys. All right. That's interesting. I could, uh, I could definitely see that working out quite well. And it'd be kind of like low, low production, like just like literally like a high school musical. Oh yeah. I like that. (laughs) Just have some cheesy sets and uh, focus more on the music. A A red curtain, like just, you know. Yeah, the, the parents are, have painted the sets. We always got lucky here in LA because a lot of the parents were actual set makers. So like, every musical I in had was in had like the most bomb sets. But oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. I'd imagine that would uh, be quite advantageous. Going back to your album for a little bit here, uh, my favorite song that you've got on there is "Listen." Uh, I feel like. The ability to listen anymore is an underrated skill, and people just don't do it. At a young age, one of my more intelligent uncles told me that you can never learn anything by speaking. And that was a message that really stuck with me. Is that the uh, message you were trying to convey in the song? Oh, yeah. You know, that was when Trump was first running for president. And so it was directed towards him. (laughs) What are you suggesting that he doesn't listen? I don't know. Not suggesting anything. No, I'm, he does not listen. Um, He needs to shut his trap. (laughs) But, um, and then I was kind of like, just, I'm not, I'm not a man hater at all. I, I love men, but sometimes, a lot of times women have to listen to men talk at us and it's I don't think they even realize it a lot of times that they are just talking at us and not asking us our opinion at all I mean it probably happens to me every other day like even in the grocery store when I sing I always try to think of an image try to think of a what am I gonna what am I talking about right now because whatever I'm thinking it's just going to put me in the song emotionally and the audience, they don't know, but they can interpret it themselves. But a lot of times when I sing that song, I sing it about myself because there was a time when I was trying to meditate. It was really hard. <laughs> I was just like, Samantha, listen. So a lot of times I'm, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> but yeah, it was originally in response to Trump running for president. Well, that'll definitely add a new perspective as I listen to it. Another one of the songs on your album that I think came out really great was your cover of the Beach Boys, Busy Doing Nothing. I personally had never heard that song. I know a fair amount of the Beach Boys, and I had never heard that. Had I heard it beforehand, I don't know if I would have uh, made the connection. Whose idea was it to do that song and put your spin on it? Me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I love that whole record. Honestly, I would love to cover that whole record. It's called Friends. Yep. It's really, I think it's, Brian Wilson did the whole record. It's, it's mostly just him. I was just, I, 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 I listen to music podcasts when I, when I walk. That's my exercise. And um, I was listening to it and I was like, oh my God, this song is me. This is literally my life. And I just always thought it was so, weird like it doesn't have a chorus it just it's just a long story about whatever you're doing like 
And now I'm on a podcast with Ben. And then after that, I'm going to walk to the kitchen and get more coffee. And <laughs> and it's a great song. So I um, was like, I got to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Like I said, I I think you did a really great job with it. The title track on the album, Interior Person, it kind of feels like you were looking into the future a little bit and you were able to turn around and make a music video to kind of incorporate what we're all going through right now. I think that was, uh, that was kind of neat. I mean, I can't, I can't believe that that's the name of my record. <laughs> this happens. <laughs> really like, if somebody knows how to isolate, I do. I mean, that's what my record's about. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can't, but it's pretty wild. Yeah, I'd say you uh, had some pretty fortuitous timing there. One other song I want to talk about on the album is Rose Without Thorns. I think that that song has some incredible imagery in it. I mean, I just love the wordplay in that song. And knowing that Barbara writes a fair amount of your music, do you think it was difficult for her to come up with a song like that where she knows that you're going to be singing about her? So she didn't write that song. Alex wrote that song um, and kind of surprised us with it. She was like, I wrote this song and we, it was just like so beautiful. And Alex and Barb are best, best friends. So I think it was kind of easy for Alex to write about Barb because they just, they love each other so much. Oh, I got you. That's great. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I really think the song came out great. There's a, some really amazing comparisons in it. I, I think it was really well done. Alex is a very special writer. She, I, I'm always telling her she should write a book. Well, you can definitely tell she's got a way with words. Now, with Barbara being so involved in the album, I know she uh, produced it as well as drummed, and I know that you also have other projects with her. Do you ever find it difficult having your personal and professional lives so closely intertwined? No, because we love working together. And, you know, we support each other. I make sure that she gets, you know, the credit for the things that she's done. And honestly, I need her. I don't even know if I would still be singing if it wasn't for her. Like she helps me get on stage. I have really bad stage fright and I have, I can get really down on myself. And she, she gives me the love that I need. And you need, you, need, you need your cheerleader. And I'm certainly her cheerleader. I think she's a genius. I was her groupie. That's how I met her. And, and you know, when we're on the road, it's really fun. We get to see the world together. And we also know how to give each other space. Like we know how to be together and be alone. And Barbara and I both had pretty rough childhoods. And so I think like having some, having the, the understanding that we have, like it, there, we, we bring each other so much comfort. I really like, I can't imagine my life without her. And now that we've done a record together, it really is just, I feel, I feel so lucky to have that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I love that you guys have that chemistry. When she is uh, writing songs with Alex and Anara, are you involved in the process at all, or do you just trust what they're going to give you? I always, I mean, all three of those women are just beast songwriters. I mean, I think they're some of the best in the world. 
And I also, sometimes like with interior person, that was something I, I was like, can you write me a song called interior person? I had just thought of that phrase one time when I was like writing in a, a journal entry. And I was like, you know, that sounds like a cool song. And sometimes I'll think of song titles. So like a theme and I'll, I'll send that to them or we'll talk about a certain story that's happened to me. Or can you write, can you write something that kind of is about this? So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely involved. Or sometimes I'll say, can you write me the, a certain feel? Like I want to, I want to kind of a Phil Spector kind of rebel rebel song, you know, like um, with background parts and, um, or I want a John lennon isolation type song. Like it, it you know, it, it just depends. It's like where, wherever I am and um, what I'm listening to and, you know, wanting to have originals instead of just doing covers because I could definitely just do covers. <laughs> well, judging by the two that I've heard you do, I'd say you, uh, you can do them quite well. How has the album been being received, do you feel? All the, re- all the cr- critical reception has been really, really good. And every people who, who are like really into music love it. I, can't, I don't know, like there's just so many people in the world today that I just, I, I don't know what people want. I don't know. It's kind of a pop jazz thing. Like I really wanted it to, I, I hear so many people say, oh, jazz is boring, jazz is dead. And I really wanted to show that, no, it's not. It's really fun and it's timeless. And you, you, how can you say anything's dead? You know, it's, it's not. And um, yeah, so I just, I, just, I just make stuff and hope, and hope that people like it. But everybody who's come to my shows loves my shows. I, I get so much loving feedback from people, genuine. And so in that sense, it's done, it's done well. And I've, and, and from people who have told me like, I didn't like jazz until I heard you sing. So that's a great compliment. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Before you had mentioned that you have a stage fright, how long does that last when you're performing? Like when you get up on stage, are you able to just let go of it? Or are you just, are you completely terrified while you're up there? I have a whole process before I go on stage. So I kind of like shake, shake it out, so to speak, you know, and I set my intention. My intention is always to bring joy. Once I get, once I get off of myself and like needing to be perfect or something, you know, not wanting to mess up or something, you know, um, whatever that means, then it, it, that helps me. And, um, I also start, I don't, I'm not embarrassed about this, but I started taking an antidepressant that totally made that process so much easier. And I used to get really, really nervous on my first song and I don't do that. It's, it's been a lot, it's been a lot easier since I started taking my medicine and I was like, Oh, I just needed a little more serotonin. That's it. (laughs) But yeah, but I definitely go through a process where I bless the room. I do a lot of happy babies. I'm in my mind. I'm like, if I can imagine myself naked on stage, that's the ultimate. And so I go through a whole like imaginary scenario and I just, and I say, I'm going to get, I'm giving myself away. I'm giving myself away tonight. It's, this is how, that's my job. My job isn't to be inside here. My job is to be out. The combination of those two things, my antidepressant and that process is, it works. <laughs> All right, I got you. What other kinds of music do you listen to? 
What am I listening to right now? Oh, you know, I'm really into Nigerian pop right now. All right. Well, I'm definitely not familiar with that. Oh my God. There's this guy. His name is, hold on. Ola Kira. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Ola Kira. And it's like straight up pop, like, like Rihanna pop. And, um, but it's so beautiful and the beats are so cool. And like his voice is gorgeous. And yeah, I like, right now I've been feeling like I need dance, I need dance music because I just will get really depressed. Yeah, and I kind of went back to the 90s and have been listening to like, sweet dreams of a rhythm and dancing, sweet dreams like that. <laughs> just like getting me going, kind of that, that stuff. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, could you spell the name of that Nigerian singer so that I could look up some of his stuff? O-L-A-K-I-R-A. And he has a he has a song called In My Maserati. And he goes, he, it's, it, the chorus is like, why don't you hope in my Maserati? And it's, <laughs> it's, it makes me so happy. And I literally listen to it on repeat just over and over and over again. I also love listening to... Um, the trolley song. I, I listened to that song a lot for, with Judy Garland from um, the movie Meet Me in St. Louis. It's one of the most amazingly recorded songs I've ever heard. It's literally like an entire orchestra, an entire choir in one room, one take. Like it blows my mind that they did that and the, the level of musicianship. And also Judy Garland is a freak. And so I listen to that a lot. Um, I love the Disney's Peter Pan soundtrack. I listen to that a lot. It makes me really happy. I think it's so beautiful. I, I've always wanted to do a cover of You Can Fly, but I haven't really figured out how I want to do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could totally see you having some fun with that. Going to uh, some of the side projects that you work on, tell me about what it's like touring with the bird and the bee. I'd imagine that there's got to be pretty good chemistry there, given how close you are with Inara. I love the bird and bee. I was a fan before I started touring with them. Nice. Now, to what extent have you toured with them? We've gone on about, we go on short tours, like sometimes only going two weeks. Anara has three beautiful kids and it's kind of hard to like juggle all that. But um, I mean, we've gone you know, like four or five. Um, the last one was a year ago and that was like a month. And she actually brought her kids, which was really fun. They, they TP'd my bunk. um yeah so i've been touring with them since like 2015 oh nice that sounds like a lot of fun now in addition to background vocals for the bird and the bee i understand you also do some background vocals for a little band people might have heard of called the foo fighters i've been um touring with the foo fighters since 2017 oh wow that's incredible now, have you done any studio work with them or is it just strictly touring? Yeah. Yeah. So their new record that hasn't come out, um, I'm all over it. <laughs> it's, it's, it has a lot of background parts and um, Barbara, our friend Laura and I, we did the backgrounds for that. All right. Do you have any idea when that's going to be released or is that still all being worked out? They released one song that you can stream. It's called Shame, Shame, but they haven't released I don't know. I don't know when they're going to, they have a whole process. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait to hear that. 
Now, as a little bit of a fanboy thing here, I just got to say I love Dave. And is he the person that I perceive him as? I mean, everything I've seen, he just seems like the nicest guy. He's a superhuman. He's a superhuman, for real. I don't know how he does what he does. He's runs across the stage, screams, does it every single night, and he's the sweetest person ever. Yeah, that's great. That's just what I've heard people describe. I mean, he just seems to be so down to earth for such a superstar. He is. He is. He's just he's just a cool guy. I mean, he what you what you're seeing is what is is the truth. Does it make it any easier for your stage fright being up there behind him? Oh, yeah. It's so fun being a background singer. I love it. <laughs> I also like what love being the, the front man, too. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely days where I'm like, I want to do a show. But, but, um, but it's like, it's really fun having the pressure not be on you. And it's really fun watching Dave. I've learned so much from him. He's an inc- he's brilliant. He's one of the best performers in the world. He's a, I, he literally is a superhuman. I mean, he runs and screens for three hours, and it, the show used to go on for four hours, and then like for legal reasons, they had to cut it short. <laughs> I mean, he broke it. He broke his foot on stage and finished the show. Oh wow, that's crazy! I'd never heard about that. Yeah, you gotta look it up. Then he continued tour and they like built a, a game of thrones throne for him and so he would play on the throne i wasn't there for that this is pre me it's really fun and, and it's really fun watching his audience because they love him so so deeply and he just gives all of himself and that's what a performer is supposed to do not trying to be cool he's not trying to like present some kind of facade and that's why they're the biggest one of the biggest rock bands in the world because he's real oh that's incredible it's got to be surreal sharing a stage with him now when you're out on tour do you ever do any uh side shows on your days off or are you just focused on the Foo Fighters I mean if I was more people knew about my music, I totally would do that. But <laughs> I have like one fan in like every state. <laughs> so I don't know. I have like two fans in Portugal. I love my fans. I just, I don't have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, like we said earlier, you've got a little bit more of a vintage style and, you know, nothing's really dead and hopefully there's room for a revival and I feel like your pop jazz style has uh has the chance to help bring that back. And it's and it's it's niche, but like there's an audience for everything. You know, there's tons of people like look how many people love musical theater. Like it's huge. Broadway is ginormous. Like there's there's somebody there's somebody for everybody. It's just about getting your music heard and um that costs money and yeah so i'm just waiting and hopefully things will just happen oh yeah absolutely with your attitude and your voice i think it's only a matter of time before it happens now somebody i think of also when i listen to you who has made it into the mainstream is nora jones do you ever compare yourself with her I don't, I think that we're very different, but I feel like we would do a great concert series together. 
I would love to like open for her because I feel like her face, like some like her fan base, I think would really enjoy my music. They just don't know who I am. And <laughs> I don't know Nora. So. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I get it. I, uh, I actually meant that more as a complimentary style than a comparison. I understand. I, yeah. Yeah. I totally can, can see that. We both have like a retro vibe. Yeah. And when you were on American Idol a few years back, I believe you did a Nora Jones song? Yeah, because I knew that people compare me a lot to her. So I was like, and, and I knew that the American Idol people would know who she is. Instead of me getting up there and singing like an Ella Fitzgerald song, like they're not going to give a shit. <laughs> right, I get it. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's kind of on them if they uh, wouldn't recognize Ella, but so be it. Now, what was that whole experience like for you? That's got to be wild. Yeah, I was really uncomfortable. It felt very inauthentic to me. And I kind of left the show. Like I didn't, I was supposed to go further and I just decided I don't want to do it. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I could only find the one clip of your audition. And then after that, you're kind of just gone. I just, I don't was uncomfortable and I was so young and I had never even watched the show before. My dad was dying of cancer and he was like, please do it for me. I was like, okay. And it was just like so much waiting around and doing these auditions. And like, it was just like not doing music that I like. And um, I love that Nora Jones song though, but like, I just felt used and empty. But I, at the same time, I didn't know what a big deal it was. And um, had I known it was such a big deal, I probably would have kept going, you know. But then at the end, then you have to sign a contract and then you have to go on tour with American Idol people. I don't know. It's just not my vibe. Oh, yeah. I absolutely respect that decision. You've said multiple times uh, that you don't want to be phony. And if you're going to be doing music, it should be coming, to the, coming from the heart. And, yeah, it sounds like that just seemed a little bit forced i've had i've had opportunities to do pop stuff like this that and this and you know if i wanted to do that i would have done that but i i don't i obviously didn't want to yeah right on i mean i completely respect the path that your career is heading right now i mean if you had gone the pop route there's probably a far lesser chance that i'd be sitting here talking to you right now it's definitely not my cup of tea I, I love pop, but I feel like the pop that I love isn't pop. It's not, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of older pop that I do enjoy. I'm just not really a big fan of the pop that's coming out nowadays. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff I'm not really into, but I love Rihanna. I love Beyonce, but I can't do what, I can't do that shit. No, <laughs> like that's, they're on, they're on their own level and they're, um. Uh, brilliant but yeah oh yeah i completely understand that they're complete rock stars now if you could write the script for the next 5 10 15 years of your life uh what what would that be for you i would love to be on my own tours still doing backgrounds for foo fighters but you know in the interims doing my own tours i would love to be my dream is to do a show at Carnegie Hall, just put on like a real spectacular, like Judy Garland style, big band, like I was talking about before, big, a, a show, a show. 
with like costume changes and yeah, I would love to do that and make, and I want to make more records. I just want to keep making records. All right. Um, well, I hope your uh, career continues on the trajectory you're on right now and hopefully you make it there one day. I'd love to get to hear some of your new music coming out. Uh, have you had an opportunity to create any new music with the expanded amount of uh, free time we've had available? On and off, on and off. But um, I did, I, I have d done one new song, but it's not mixed yet. So I'm, I haven't put it out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, we're thinking about my new record and kind of just like going with the flow, seeing what the vibe is yet you know, throwing out ideas. We haven't like really sat down with anything yet, but just daydreaming about it right now. Awesome. I can't wait for it. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get going now. It was a pleasure having you on here. Thank you so much for your time. Before we get out of here, why don't you tell the people how they can find you on social media? If you got your, uh, if you got a website, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yeah, I have a website. It's just Samantha Sidley, S-I-D-L-E-Y. Com. And I also, um, I'm an Instagram girl. You can find me on Instagram. I'm Miss Samantha Sidley. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. This was really fun. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. I had a great time. Thank you. I like girls. I like the girls who on lazy chairs on the rolling green And when they smile at me from under shady hats I smile back at them because, well, I like that I like girls who don't know they like girls I like girls who really like girls a lot Appreciates Berbacarac An ace who wants to treat me like a king What a darling I like girls who don't know they like 